30-minute reviews, beware of spoilers, and exploring hyperspace lanes are all available ad-free. But if you want to support the show, you can go to bewareofspoilers.com and click the support button that's available on the Spotify website. Thank you. Good evening, yeah, it's 6 o'clock evening, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers, I am Adam. So, I wasn't the last words of the meter, but we had uh, the opening where there are a few independent movies that are in theaters, and you can tell it's an independent movie when there are 17 little production companies that are responsible for funding it, um, which is the case with, um, what's it called, with uh, the pod generation. Which, if you've ever seen the bit from Family Guy, where um, he goes to the movie and he's, and he's uh, like, all the little animated logos that all look like movies, but are, like, just the logo for the production company, like, that, that is the beginning of this movie. Um, you would save a good half hour off the runtime if, uh, if you cut that out. Um, and, and, and it's never bothered me before, and, until today I noticed it. Uh, and then it's like, I think back and it's like, oh, this happens a lot with, uh, with these kinds of movies, where it's like, why do they, there's gotta be some legal reason why they do it, but why do they do the 900 logos, like the animated vanity logos, and then go from there to, um, like, okay, now we're gonna do this movie, this studio presents a whatever picture from this studio, like, we, we know. We, we just we just sat here for 20 minutes while you did all of that. Um, but anyway. Um, I'm a big fan of science fiction. Uh, I think that anyone who listens to this show will, will, will know that. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of science fiction. Um, I have been all of my life. Um, and I've, one of the things that I've noticed recently in, in book science fiction, or, or, you know, novelized science fiction, or novella-ized science fiction, is that, well, it's not just now, it's always science fiction has been holding up a mirror to reality. It's where Black Mirror gets its name. Its name, it is designed to be like, look, here's what we're doing, here's why that's bad, here's what we should do to, to think about that. And it is to that end that, you know, science fiction exists. It is, let's take a technology, push it to the absolute limit, and, and we will see it through. And, and I think that for this year's top ten, this could be a solid seven or eight in the same way that, um, what was that other big one a few years ago? Uh, Swan Song was. The, uh, the Mahershala Ali movie on Apple TV Plus. Um, that could, like, this could be that. Because it takes a science fiction, you know, a, a concept that's kind of rooted in reality, pushes it to the end of slippery slope, and is like, what does that look like when 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 people start to do that? And in this case, it's the story of, um, what happens if humanity, you know, starts to issue, for lack of a better word, the. The, the biological needs of the species. What if humans are able to grow new humans in a pod rather than get actually pregnant? And I think that, like, 
I think it's a strong performance from Mila Clark and um, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, I, I would have liked if Mila Clark could have committed one way or the other to her accent. I think that's kind of the biggest issue I have with the movie is that it, it goes back and forth between her embracing her, her, her natural British accent and her uh, doing an American accent. Um, meanwhile, you know, he's just doing his, his, his normal voice. He's British. He's doing his normal voice. Um, and it is the story of these two in the future. It's the 23rd, it's the 23rd century, and they are making the decision to have a baby via a pod rather than a natural birth because people have natural births too. And there are a few things that I, I, I see in the movie that it touches on that would have been nice to see expanded. But again, we're dealing with a, a sub two hour runtime that even at under two hours still feels like it's a little long at times. Um, the, the issue is I, I think that, um, like, they touch on the idea that this is a very expensive procedure, um, and because it's a very expensive procedure, we, uh, you, you have to, you know, it, you have to have means to do it, and I don't think that they quite, like, it, this could have, and, you know, depending on who sees it, could possibly say should have been a have versus have not story, um, and if that's the case, then why are we why not have it where that's more in the spotlight? I think that casting that aside in favor of just, you know, following this family as they try to deal with the, you know, this paradigm shift in the form of having this baby is interesting. It's just, it's a little all over the place at times. Um, because I, I do love the dynamic shift when um, how they feel about the pod kind of flips uh, 180 and the father really starts bonding with the pod while the mother, you know, starts feeling more distant because of the, the change in the gender dynamic that, that goes along with that. Um, I think that that is kind of interesting to see, um, to see play out. Um, I, I would have been more curious to see, like, the, the science in the science fiction is kind of the thing, because they kind of build toward this idea a little bit that, like... And, and number one, we, we talk about it a lot with other science fiction, where it's this big, you know, corporatocratic uh, society is kind of where we, we see a lot of these. Like, we get to the future, and it's all... Corporations run everything, and, you know, it's like... At one point, they're looking at elementary or preschools, and they're, they're looking around at it, and it's like... You know, computers are doing everything, and it's one of the best schools, and it's in the same company that creates the, um, it's like this company called Pegasus, and this company kind of runs everything, um, where it's like they're running, you know, at one point, it's a, it's a subtle thing, but at one point you're watching and they're talking about how they're overseeing the passport system for, for international governments, and, and how you're going to need that to go to Mars and stuff like that. There's, there's a sequence where, you know, we find out that they are a subsidiary now of, like, you know, the company that Emilia Clark's character works for is a subsidiary of them as well, and so is the womb clinic, which that was the one thing that kind of caught me in the beginning where it's like, the the names are kind of rudimentary, where it's like, maybe do a second pass, but then as the movie goes on, they grow on you a little bit. Um, but I think that that does play very well in what this movie is. Um, 
and, and to that end, it does give you a sense of, you know, what is this movie trying to to showcase? Um, and it is just how does society change as babies are being born in this artificial way? And what does that mean as a parent? What does that like? How does the definition of parenthood change as a result of that? And I think in the grand scheme of things you could have done with this, especially when you have all these other things kind of being touched on. Now, completely unrelated. I'm, I'm driving home after the movie, and, this, that, that, you know, people who listen to the show know that's how I, I do this. I watch the movie. I record this on my way home. Um, I think it takes a certain level of, um, of uh, douchebaggery to have a license plate frame that is Brazzers. Anyway... Um, it's like, you, you look at, you know, the, in the grand scheme of things, like, when they're touching on this idea of, like, the corporations are controlling everything, and, um, they're controlling education, they're controlling, like, they're, they're controlling how birth happens, like, this is fundamentally at its core, this is a movie about how a corporation has managed to privatize paternity privatize motherhood and and turn that privatize and commoditize that aspect of humanity and i think that that's kind of window dressing more than it is a deep dive into that aspect which would have been interesting to to see get you know delved into a little bit deeper so that way we can get a deeper understanding of how this actually impacts people on a day-to-day because that's the thing is that it's like no, like, science fiction is supposed to say, and I think I'm, I'm sounding less on about the movie than, and I think a lot of it comes from the production design and how much I loved it. Um, but it's like, it, it is a, you know, it doesn't have anything to say because it's kind of laying this out and then trying to let the viewer kind of decide. And a lot of the things are more subtle. So I think a lot of the subtlety could be lost. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you're not going to do that properly, then what's the, what's the point? Like, we've talked about it before with politics in, in, in movies and politics in books and politics in art in general. And people complain like, oh, it's, you know, I want, you know, I want my video games without art, without politics in it. I want my movies without politics in it. And when, when they say that, what they mean is they don't want, you know, women or minorities in leads. Um, but, you know, if, like, all art is inherently political because all art, you're saying something about humanity. You, like, if you're not saying something about humanity, why are you bothering? What's the point of telling the story? So inherently, you are taking a side and you are being somewhat political, but this movie tries to be apolitical, and to that end, things don't quite feel right. Things don't quite feel like they're being used properly within the confines of the, the movie, and I think that, that is the biggest downside to this. The The biggest drawback to this film is that I never get the sense that the, you know, I, like, if not for the very end where the the womb institute or the womb clinic or the, the womb society or, um, or, or womb-anon or whatever we're going to call it, once, once they, you know, once they decide that, you know, oh, you can't take the baby home with you to have a home birth, um, and then they start taking active steps against it. That's really the only time that we get that sense. And it's, it, you know, it is just 
it's too little too late. Um, because, like, we, we can look at the movie as kind of a, a fear of corp, uh, a corporatocratic society becoming a, 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 a totalitarian or a fascist society um, as they control everything and as they, they try to frame it as we're doing what's best for you, but really you're just, you know, you're just, you know, doing what's best for you, the corporation, which isn't outside the realm of what happens in reality. Um, but there's a lot here to unpack. That's the thing that the movie does have a lot of ways you can read it, which I think kind of does make it worth watching. Um, on top of that, like I said earlier, the production design is really good. I think that it's not going to, but I think this movie would be, uh, in a just society, a strong contender for best production design Oscar. I really like the way they, they made the future look where it looks like, it doesn't look like we're going to like one of these, oh my God, everything's chrome, or oh my God, everything is like, you know, way different. It's like, things look kind of like they do now, but like with slight design aesthetics different. And it's design aesthetics that look like, all right, we're going to move down the line and this is kind of where it goes. I mean, there is, and, and the thing is too, it's like, when like there are so many points where it's like, oh, everything is just kind of controlled by the, what's it called? is is controlled by the, uh, the the corporation where it's like where they're getting therapy like when they go to therapy that is still the corporation and that is still her employer and it is every act of their life and then the end of the movie is them functionally breaking away from that and 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 returning to a society that doesn't have that um but i don't think it's i don't think it's enough at that late stage in the in the movie um, to, to kind of be like, all right, we need to have some kind of decision here as to where we're going or how this is going to go. Um, so, you know, it, it just feels like, you know, quick, let's come up with a resolution. Like we've kind of set this in motion. We got to come up with something, wrap it up, get it, get it, get it together. And that's kind of where it feels like this movie kind of ends off. Um, and I think that to an extent it's like, you know, when they do get to the point where you're at the end of the movie and you are, uh, and they are finally giving birth, quote unquote, to this baby, um, they are, you know, they have to break the baby out of the, out of the, the thing, which again, symbolism in and of itself, where it's like, you have this high tech thing, they're out in the middle of nowhere, they're using the, the, uh, a hammer and a chisel to break open the pod to get the baby out, um, but it's just like, okay, okay. Like, and the other issue I have is, okay, you're going out here. Like, how long do you intend to stay out here? Like, do you intend to go live out there for the rest of your life? How good are your survival skills? I know he's a botanist and he can grow shit, but like, really then? Like, how, how solid are your skills in, in the, in, you know, to be able to do this on a long-term basis? I don't know. It would be interesting to see that explored. Um... But yeah, a lot of the, the design aesthetics I really love. Like, the way the office is, where she's got the desk, and then it's, like, everything being an eyeball is just so interesting. And then, like, when we get to, like, very early on, they introduce this idea of, like, well, you guys did good. Your your accounts are going to be covered by computers. You're going to move on to the more in, important influencer accounts, which is something that feels more pertinent in the aftermath of that Guardian article a few a few weeks ago about how, you know, we talk about, the, the state of film criticism versus, you know, influencer marketing. And 
you know, it is better for the studios to find a bunch of influencers who will say, oh, we love the movie, regardless of quality, instead of finding a critic who's going to be like, no, 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 the, the movie's not great, uh, and here's why. And, and fundamentally, that is kind of going with this, um, where it is this idea of, okay, so people are slowly learning their, you know, what was the word, like, uh, like, they're, they're, as they do that, those those big corporations get automated. Um, and then when you look at it, it's like they're commoditizing the, the influences by their engagement on social media, which is also interesting. But again, there's a lot going on in this movie, but so much of it is not covered properly. Like, there's not, it doesn't go deep enough into any one thing. There's enough of it where you're like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. But none of it is something where you're like, this is interesting to me. This is an, this is something that, like, every little thing could be its own independent movie, and every little thing could be an interesting subject to cover over the course of an hour-and-a-half feature, but, or, as more expanded on vignettes, it, it's just kind of like this, this idea of, you know, the him bonding with the baby and, and her moving away and then them starting to go back together um, it doesn't feel like it's an interesting dynamic shift and it does make for interesting viewing, but it's not enough to carry the movie through. It's not enough to, to, to point to and be like, this is a worthwhile excursion. Um, but it's not enough of those little moments that make you think that it, it's worth watching. So I would give it a four. I don't think it's a rush out to see, uh, in theaters on opening night. I don't think it's a, you know, you have to see it, you know, in the immediate future. I think you, it's still worth the actual viewing experience because a lot of the stuff is more subtle. And because of how much of it is subtle, it is, um, it is something that greatly benefits from a distraction-free environment in the form of going to see it in the movie theater. Especially a smaller movie like this, where it is kind of a, um, what's it called? Where it is kind of a, um an experience where you're not going to have a ton of people in the movie theater. Like, I think there were two, four, six, seven other people in there with me. So, in a 42-seat uh, screen. Um, so, you're going to get a pretty distraction-free environment, I think. And, and granted, I did see it at 3.30 on a Friday, because I got out early on Fridays. But I would I would recommend this say This is definitely a, a movie theater movie, I think. Um, it's definitely worth seeing in movie theater. I don't know if it's worth... They're not showing it in IMAX, obviously, because they're not putting it up against the IMAX screenings this weekend of Gran, Torino, uh, Gran Turismo. Um, or um, the continued IMAX of... of uh, I think it's still Oppenheimer. But I, I would recommend this movie. Um, I'd very highly recommend this movie. You know, as I talk about it, maybe it doesn't end up quite as high. Maybe it doesn't end up in the top ten. But... In the immediate aftermath, as I left it, I'm like, this This made me feel the same way I felt after watching Swan Song um, over on Apple TV, which was a fantastic movie with Mahershala Ali. And, and, and Aquafina also has a great performance in that, too. So check out Swan Song if you haven't watched it already. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend... Um, this is worth a trip to the theater this weekend. Um, but, uh, but yeah... I think that's a good place I need to wrap up. Now, tomorrow we will be seeing Gran Torino. Nope, Gran Turismo. I keep doing that. Gran Torino is the movie with um, Clint Eastwood. That is not based on a video game. 
Um, so that comes out. Uh, that comes out in two weeks. But we'll be seeing it tomorrow. Put up a review, and then we will also have a review of. Uh, I think we're doing shortcomings on Sunday. If not, shortcomings definitely Heart of Stone, the new uh, Gal Gadot. Um, what's it called? The new Gal Gadot uh, spy thriller on Netflix. Yet again, with these, you know, Netflix has been trying to make an action movie franchise happen for a long time, and they have yet to have it actually work. And it just, they just keep trying. They just, you know, they keep hacking at it, and it's just not working. Uh, it would be great if it worked, but it, it, it hasn't yet. Uh, so, you know, more power to them. I mean, it's their money, but fuck, if you can keep throwing money at this, you can afford to pay the writers and the actors a living wage. Um... But yeah, we'll wrap up there for today. So uh, check out the Pod Generation um, if uh, if you have time this weekend. It's definitely worth a watch. It's an independent movie, so I don't know where exactly it ends up on the spectrum of uh, streaming services. Um, after this, I think it's Roadside Attractions, which could go anywhere. I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, because it's not like they have their own streaming service or they're a subsidiary of a larger company. It could end up anywhere. Um, although I think. If I'm being honest, I think Hulu is probably the most likely final resting place uh, on streaming for this title. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with Gran Turismo. Uh, spoilers abound. Um, so, until then, have a great rest of your week.